The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at sonsoflibertymedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And uh, if you don't know what that is, you're fixing to find out. <laughs> SonsofLibertyRadio.com is where you can find us. SonsofLibertyMedia.com is where you can find us as well. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the show, you can head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down there just on the right side of the page, and you can enlarge that. If you want to see the face that's made for radio, you can check that out. And we're going to be having uh, my sidekick, my, my co-host for Wednesdays, coming on here in just a moment. Let me get some formalities out of the way. If you'd like to watch that feed uh, in, on a number of other platforms, you can do so as well. Go to my Twitter account at FPPTim on Twitter, FPPTim. Also, our Facebook page, Bradley Dean SOL, Bradley Dean SOL on Facebook. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty, B Dean Sons of Liberty. And then we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Michael Roach gives us a place over there. We appreciate that very much. Every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, and then at 3 p.m. Eastern every weekday and on Saturdays. Bradley's on. You can catch him there. And then finally, you can catch us on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. The Sons of Liberty on DLive.TV. And then finally, uh, well, finally out of all of that, that was all of the video portions, uh, you can see us on Spreely, Gabme, We Minds, and USA.Life. If you're looking for um, new social media outlets, Maybe you get too much Facebook jail or whatever the case may be, and you, you want to move over to some other places, I would highly recommend USA.life. Our friend Stephen Andrews started that up. Oh, I think it's been, gosh, about a little over a year or so, and he's also working on a search engine called 1776 Free. And uh, they have not released that yet, but uh, I think they're probably getting pretty close. They're they're growing very well over at USA.life, so if you'd like to check them out, do that. And then find us there at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. All right, that's all I've got for the formalities. Those things are out of the way. By the way, if you looked at the archive yesterday for the show Victor and I did, now after we he and he, me and he and his wife had a conversation. It was about two hours uh, it, it ate up the morning, but it was great. It was very encouraging. And, uh, I forgot to add some of the content that normally Victor, um, recommends that you go to for further study. So after the show this morning, it just hit me that I had not done that. 
Um, I'll be adding that in. So you can go to sonslibertymedia.com, get on the show that we did yesterday, and you'll be able to see the resources that Victor recommends if any of you guys were interested in in picking up any of those things. Those will be up after the show today. All right, now with that said, Lynn Taylor, our Common Core Diva, is on the line. Lynn, good morning. Hello. <laughs> Hello. My my little uh, my little boy, he'll do that. Uh, you'll go, hey, Eli, and he'll go, Hello. This <laughs> 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 is so funny. Uh, okay, we've got a lot to get into today. And, um, you know, we, we've got our our title for today is Rotten Education and Zero Grace in These COVID-19 Times. You want to tell us how these things go hand in hand? Because I think we've kind of touched on this before a couple of weeks ago. Tell us what you got for us today. Mm-hmm. Well, it just strikes me the more news that we're hearing about, um, you know, all the online learning and we're devoiding ourselves of, um, you know, in-person teachers as far as most of the kids are concerned. And now we're seeing parents go, you know, what the heck am I supposed to do? Um, and they don't feel like they can teach. What we're seeing is that, once again, science is being revered as, okay, science and technology, we know that's part of the STEM, the science, technology, engineering, and math. We know that that's, you know, something that the United Nations has foisted on us. And so what we're seeing is that science through the supposed innovation and technology is what's taking the place of humans. And it, the last article that I wrote was titled um, Fads and Fundamentals, and I was just bringing up the points that, you know, uh, science is not a god. It is to be honored. And, yes, we have lovely things through science, but it should not take the place of people. It should not take the place of our Lord. And, you know, it totally smacks in the face of those seven pillars of wisdom, which if you, you know, if you don't know what the seven pillars of wisdom are, I've got a visual for you, and um, I, I show you what they are. And uh, this is something that, that we're seeing education just totally wipe out, is any sort of reverence for God, any sort of reverence for your parents or the family or any of the moral values that that we've always had and it's going oh well the computer is going to be your teacher the computer is going to be um the thing that teaches you the the computer is going to be the thing that leads you and guides you and you know that's wiping out our ethics our humility our instruction our discipline knowledge integrity and honesty those are the seven pillars of wisdom now, science in its present form, Tim, has become like the new omnipotence, omnip- I can't even say it, omnipotence, there we go. <laughs> Supposedly, it's going to solve all the problems that we're seeing. It's supposed to wipe out the fact that, okay, you can't go to a brick-and-mortar school right now, but you can do it on the computer. Well, that's great, fine, and wonderful. It's going to solve that problem, but is it going to cure the heartache? of the person who needs that social interaction by being with other people? No, it's not going to. And it can't because it's only as good as the humans who run it. And it's being overpraised, and especially in this uh, time of COVID. And, and to me, it's just wiping out any sort of grace whatsoever because we've got people tattling on each other. We've got people who are go- are being told, oh, well, you can be rewarded if you, you know, you spy on your neighbor right now. And uh, where is our, where's our compassion? 
So that's that's the attitude I'm coming at. And the yeah. reason this ties into education is because a lot of this ties into globalism, and that's what's being taught. It, it's totally devoid of, of anything that is based on fact. It's all on this quasi-science collectivism garbage. No, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I was speaking with a young man last night up in Ohio, uh, I've spoken with um, our friend Kate, who may be actually just letting people know she may be doing a um, a weekend health and wellness thing here on the Sons of Liberty. We'll, we'll see about that. Uh, but <clears throat> we, I talked with her, and the same thing was happening with over there that he was experiencing, and that is people are just – there are some people who are just beginning to come unglued. They're They're wanting to pick fights with people. Over nothing. Now, I think mm-hmm. some of that probably is stemming from the social media interaction and stuff. And now we're seeing that sort of come to fruition because things are not sort of going normal for a lot of people. I mean, it's pretty much normal in my house because I work from home. I've, I, you know, I've been right. doing that for years. So, but for other people, that's not the case. And, um, right. and, and they're not, they're not having the income that they had before, even if they go on an unemployment thing. They're not getting the income mm-hmm. there that they were before. Actually, for some people, they are. We had that report. You know, the federal government and that stimulus bill wants to give people six hundred dollars more a week to not work than than what they would have gotten normally. So, um, I think of my friend across the line there, just in North Carolina. Um, she was mentioning it at the law firm she's at. The one guy was making fifteen dollars. Now he gets paid twenty one seventy or something like that to sit at home. You know, how's that? How does that make you guys feel who are you're considered the essential workers? <laughs> uh, right. It, and it, and I know that um oh goodness. Oh, um I was reading an article last night and it was talking about the fact of the sheer number of people, Tim, by the time all this is over, the sheer number of people who are going to be retrained to be online in their employment. So they're going to be working for the big corporations or the big government what is that smack of you know and the thing about it is is that all this technology and all this supposed science is based on secular humanism which if you you know if you look at the archived article that i uh, sent you you'll see a picture of that and it says secular humanism um much of the ideology behind all this is in that and it's again totally devoid of god but it's a progressive agenda and, you know, this healthcare mess is being the perfect conduit for, you know, as we've talked about, all kinds of change. And with it comes people just treating each other like garbage. And it's very concerning because this is, again, you know, if it's not a classroom lesson, it's a real-life lesson that these kids are learning. It's like, okay, no, I'm not going to be nice to my neighbor or go help them out. No, I'm going to sit there and spy and see if there's social distancing, which that that term in itself is just, it, it is so offensive to me, and I don't know why, but it just it just is. And some of these terms are coming straight out of the U.N. press releases, if you look at it, and that would be one of them, the social distancing. Uh, we're living in unprecedented times. That's another U.N. press release uh, touted phrase. And, you know, I don't want to use those because that's what uh, they're promoting. Yeah, no, I, I, this is exactly what's going on. In fact, uh, just to give uh, just one example, because I don't want to take up all your time, that, because you've got a lot of stuff here that we're going to go through. But even going out the other night, uh, we went down to Little Caesars. 
and I know some people don't like Little Caesars. We were being on the cheap. Uh, but we went there. I went inside. It looked like the place wasn't even open. And we'd placed our mm-hmm. order. Uh, there's like two or three people working there. Nobody in the lobby. And I looked down, and there's this little thing on the floor. It looks like a piece of pizza. And it's, it says something like social distancing is good or something like this. And I turned around, and I looked, and there's a letter on the door. And it says, we've determined that there will be no more than three people in the lobby. And we've put little pizza, little pizza stickers on the floor so that you know that you're six feet away from everybody. Look, I don't know how to say this any clearer than I can. People, do your homework. You are being lied to by virtually everybody in the media and in politics. Not like that's a surprise. You cannot pass this virus on by sneezing on somebody. Yeah, it's rude to do that. Coughing on them. Yeah, it's rude to do it. You don't pass this on. The virus, which is an exosome, uh, is it, it is part of your body's makeup to come out and deal with toxins in your body. This should tell us, if nothing else, it should be a warning to us of what we're eating, what we're taking in, the issue of chemtrails. I know people have said it's conspiracy theory. I can show you the congressional documents, the Senate documents, actually, from the 1950s where they were looking at this. I can show you where Bill Gates is petitioning, I think it's Harvard, or Yale, one of the, I think it's Harvard, uh, to start spraying stuff in the atmosphere that he has an idea for. This is a guy who believes in population control now all of a sudden he's concerned about you with giving you vaccines and chemtrails or spraying stuff in the air um yeah okay believe whatever you want to but i choose to to go the other way when these guys talk about their solutions i choose to go the other way i don't know about you lana i'm pretty sure you're in agreement with that yeah and you know this was something that i wrote in the article yesterday was you know i closed with you know it's not that i'm against science because science can do some really cool things and you know uh we can have a lot of fun with it i'm just sick of seeing it being used against us because it's holding us back pinning us down it's you know it's manipulating nature and it's streamlining our thinking and that is exactly what we're seeing play out in all of this mess so uh, again this deals with education because if you know education is the spring point for a lot of this uh, indoctrination to happen you wouldn't have all these mainstream media people giving you the wrong message if they've not been groomed for it and where did they learn that well through education and through training and through who they work for and you know all that kind of stuff but um anyway yeah real real quick can i can i interject um, let me let me interject one one thing because i don't like i said i don't want people to think that and you've made that that point we're not anti-science but we're i think we're anti-science manipulation and uh, mm-hmm. Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, Oh, Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called, or in other words, fake science. And so the idea mm-hmm. is science should be lining up with God's word because the creator is the one who made all things. He put all things into order. He has a law for these kinds of things. Yes, we can look through the scripture. We can see he sent plagues throughout the land. He did all these kinds of things. But it doesn't say anything about uh, this other stuff that's going on. Now, it does mention leprosy, and people will find that very interesting. Leviticus uh, 13 gives us ideas of quarantine or the leper's camp at that time. It wasn't, 
hey, you might have been around a leper. Hey, you might have, you know, an irritation on your skin. It was, there was various testing that went on. And when it was finally determined you had leprosy, you actually had it. It was made manifest. Then you were quarantined. You were put outside the city, but not until then. Now we got people being put in who they're not showing any symptoms or anything like that. And we're being told that they, that were, you know, people are going to come around and start testing every single person. If you come to my door and want to test me, you ain't getting a test. You're just not going to get a test. You're not going to get it. So don't bother coming to my house. Right. <laughs> and, and think about this. Um, you know, Gates is behind, um, I can't remember if it's some sort of um, RFID that will be in the vaccine. Anyway, it will be a way to tell, hey, I've been tested or, hey, I've not been tested. And so, you know, that's that's really creepy, too. So, yeah, and one of, and the tattoo anyway. and the tattoo that comes with it that says, you know, they can scan it. It will be invisible, but they'll be able to, to, to put a light on it to see whether or not you've you've actually been vaccinated. So you can, quote, unquote, yeah. return to work. And there are articles coming out out of the U.K., talking about this that um you know life's not going to return to normal until everybody's been vaccinated and if you think that if you think that is some kind of hollow threat uh Mm -hmm. well what is the what is the what is the thing that government uses the most they use force yeah yeah well you know it was it's one thing to see uh, the mainstream media do it but now i really got ticked off at my local newspaper because yesterday I think it was yesterday they uh, published an article that said, you know, oh, we're going to we're going to subscribe to Bill Gates three-point solution to get through this particular um crisis if you will. And I really got upset with them because I was like, you know, wait a minute, what happened to objective journalism? Bill Gates is one of the worst people on this planet. I agree. And so I popped off at them about, you know, why in the name of all that's holy would you even subscribe to uh, Bill Gates? And I had this one dude who, um, and this was posted on Facebook, and this one dude decided to school me on how great Bill Gates was, and I turned around and I let him have it as far as, you know, all the the garbage that he's done in education, and now it's spilling over into our our regular lives. And that's one of the things that's so important about this. This is why education, this is why we do this this broadcast, is because it is the root of everything that we are facing. Yeah, and anybody just to, this kind of struck me. Anybody who's over the age of like twenty or twenty-five, this is the same guy that we used to talk about created the blue screen of death, right? In his Windows program. Now they've gotten a little better. They've well, actually, they've gotten a lot better over the years. But it took a long time to do that. Now he's the guy behind pushing the fastest production of something they're wanting to pump into your body. I mean, if this guy couldn't get the blue screen of death right for how how many decades and he wants to push a vaccine on you that you're going to put in your body, is anybody really trusting in any of that stuff? I I just I don't get it. Right. Well, I do have one action item if the listeners and viewers are interested, okay? And this is a pushback against all this innovation because anytime the federal government, especially the Department of Education, uses the word innovation, Tim, it is code for not only more science and more technology, but it's uh, 
code for more data mining. And this is one of the things that's going to be tied to a lot of what we're seeing is, you know, it's data mining your personal information through education and through your normal life of where you're going, who you're hanging out with, uh, where you work, and that sort of thing. Um, but if you'll hop over to the Federal Registry, you're going to see that Betsy DeVos <clears throat> and all her unqualified um, um, stature has got new rules for innovation in the name of COVID-19 relief for um, let's open up Pandora's box even more in education through higher education, which is going to encompass homeschoolers and every other type of education choice because this is going to go after the dual enrollment, the concurrent enrollment, early college, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's going to say, oh, yes, we need more data mining. So it's going to amend the Higher Education Act, which we know, of course, is Lamar Alexander's baby. And right now we have until the 4th of May to tell Betsy, no, get your paws off of the data. Get your paws off the innovation. You don't need it. We don't need it, and especially done in the name of COVID-19 relief. We just don't need it. Now, right now there are, I think, 840 public comments. Mine is among them, and in one of my articles, I gave you a, a terrific list of why to oppose this particular innovation because it's going to do nothing good. And it's um, you can find that list in my Ready for More Fed Ed. And if you want to look at the articles, they're on CommonCoreDiva.com, and uh, that's where you can find it. But let me show you. Um, let me real quick, give you the reasons. All right, it locks in competency-based education that aligns to Common Core, college career readiness, and STEM, which again pulls in the science and all the connecting avenues. These proposed rules that DeVos has will use innovation as a detractor for massive student data mining that is needed to create a digital dossier which will track you from cradle to grave. And this COVID-19 vaccine garbage is in that, Tim. It uses a false narrative of taxpayer savings and fast-tracking college degrees at lower costs. Now, you know, all that free college, all that lower-cost college, the taxpayers have to absorb that debt. So, again, we're looking at um, skewing the economy, which we know COVID is doing that as well. Um, it's going to place more federal rule over the states. Now, once again, our states are going to have to kowtow to um, Betsy DeVos and you know it just it goes on and on you can find the rest of the list in um, my article titled ready for more fed ed I don't want to get off of where we are though so that's one action we um, item that we can do is we can go in on that federal register link and comment we have up until I believe it is May the 4th which all you Star Wars nerds that would be your May the 4th be with you day <laughs> that would be a wonderful day to tell DeVos yes we, we want to have the 4th be with you and get you out of office <laughs> yeah take down take down the empire eh? well I you know I was listening yeah. <laughs> if I can throw in real quickly I was listening to the the news 
conference yesterday up in North Carolina. Uh, Cooper and uh, who's the doctor? He's got Dr. Cohen. And this chick is going on and on about, oh, we non-essential and essential workers. And you made mention last week, this is basically what the, the same language they were using in Nazi Germany for people who aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, if, and, and here's the thing I want to put to people. Oh, well, you're comparing the – let me tell you what Nazis are. They're national socialists. Listen to what these people are portraying. They are portraying socialism. In fact, she went on to say, our government workers, they're very special to us, and this, that, and the other. Of course, you guys who are non-essential, you're not very special. Don't worry about that. Um, but but they're on there. And so if if you have a problem with, with child care, we're going to ensure – like, it, it was the most amazing thing to me. I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm going, don't these workers have to deal with child care, you know, when – you don't have this emergency, this stated emergency, this takeover, this usurpation of the North Carolina Constitution and the U.S. Constitution. Don't they have this problem in the first place? Well, if they had it, they're not telling you about it, and they're saying, we're going to help you with that. There's forms you can fill out, and you'll get public assistance. That is IE code for we're going to rob your neighbors to pay for your kids' uh, care, which you should be doing instead of working for the state. That's what I'm going to say. And and people don't right. get how this is being incremental they're being they're being given a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and you people sitting at home you people who own businesses who are not standing up and say you know what we can't survive like this we're going to band together we're uh, this is my opinion we're going to arm ourselves because the second amendment doesn't keep us from arming ourselves in a business we're going to look out for one another. If you work at Bojangle, and look, we can have the conversation about what foods is, is good for you later. But if you work at a Bojangles and you work at a, an Office Max and you work over here at a Chick-fil-A and you work over here at a Lowe's or whatever the thing is that you work at, those businesses need to open themselves up and they need to protect one another. And you know what? Good police officers will leave you alone because they know they have no business in there. They will leave you alone. It's the tyrants that come in that you're going to have to stand up to, and until you do right. that, they're going to they're going to own you. They're just going to own you. Right. Why don't you play that Robert um, Kennedy video real quick, and let's let's show people what is actually going on that um, our mainstream media is not telling us. Okay, this runs about eight minutes, so this is going to take up quite a bit of time. Sure. So so hang on here. Uh, let me pull it up to a to a large screen and we I left Britain about a month and a half ago to get to Hubei province in China and at the time I thought this was a really stupid decision. So I did not expect the situation that we're in now that actually Wuhan is safer than Britain. How has China taken control of this crisis? Well, I've been living in Shanghai with Wuming for the last three weeks. I want to show you a bit of an insight into life here in China at the moment. And in particular, three things the Chinese government have done to control the crisis that I think would be pretty hard in Britain. It's not all sunshine and daffodils. I'll talk a bit about the darker side at the end of the video. The Chinese government collects an immense amount of data about their citizens and they're using it in novel ways to tackle the coronavirus. Every time Wu Ming and I want to leave the apartment complex, she's got to scan her face and those images as well as the images from all the CCTV cameras in China, of which there are about 200 million, are fed into a central database and then analysed using machine learning. So it means basically if you're in sight of a camera, there's about five on this crossroads, then it's likely that the Chinese government have 
analyzed your face and know where you are. Another big source of data is the WeChat app. You might have heard of it. So that's WeChat, it's social media and your debit card all rolled into one super app, which is really convenient, but obviously also tracks. So the state know where you are, what you've bought and what you're saying to friends. That's just the status quo and the Chinese people generally know about this. The images you see are actually from the state media. But they're using this data to try the highest tech epidemic control ever attempted. So if you get ill in China and you go to a hospital, the hospital will register with the authorities and the authorities will pull your name down from this big database and they have an algorithm that will be able to tell you all the different places that you've been in the last 14 days and all the people that you might have been in contact with. So the bread that you bought with the WeChat app, the baker now will be notified that they have to self-quarantine for 14 days. And the people that you were next to on the flight, they now have to self-quarantine for the next 14 days. Every single citizen has a code, red, amber or green. I guess you are yellow. <laughs> Why? Why? Because you come to Shanghai, not have 14 days. Uh. I'm a green. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm yellow, shouldn't you be yellow? <laughs> no, just you are yellow. Uh, maybe next week you you are green. Good. Some city uh, only green. You can drive car in on the road. If you the other colors, you can't drive <laughs> on the road. Yes. This does seem to be working because you can identify and contain hotspots before they get out of control. And it means that people can continue working if they're not at a risk of contamination and then self-isolate if they are. We're in Shanghai, which is about 500 kilometers away from Wuhan. And the city's been locked down for months now. I mean, it's beginning to come back to life a bit. Last time I was here, there was basically no one here. So it's good the city is beginning to open up a bit. But generally you're not allowed to eat in the restaurants. You're allowed to buy takeaway, um, but you're not allowed to sit down and eat. This is Wu Ming's Tai Chi studio. My name is Wu Ming. I'm a Tai Chi teacher. This is uh, my Tai Chi school um, because why was so we can't uh, teach our student. I don't know when we can uh, open the door um, welcome my student. Maybe next, maybe month. So I'm wait. Somebody give me repeat. The crisis has been a massive cost to the Chinese economy. They've taken the hit early on and hoping to reopen now most of the country. Every single person that comes into China now has to self-quarantine for two weeks. So every day I have to fill in this grid with my temperature. I'm just doing it now. 35.7. I don't know if that's low or not, but it's not a fever. And any flight coming into the country is screened. 35.7 We've been waiting in Shanghai airport for about two hours now. We'll get there eventually. 
compare that to Britain, where many flights left Italy, the centre of the European outbreak on arrival, not even temperatures were taken. Controls were even tighter in Wuhan and Hubei, where you basically weren't allowed to leave the house. And you could only drive with a special permit. It's been the most aggressive disease control attempt ever in history. And it does seem to be working because if people stay at home, the only people they can infect are their families, and then the transmission of the virus stops. So complete lockdown, tracing those with the virus with big data. And the glue that holds it all together is the intense promotion of social solidarity. The government have framed this as a people's war against the virus. There does seem to be a coming together of China. For example, 20,000 medical workers flew into Wuhan to help with the crisis. There's moving images of the doctors, both male and female, having their hair cut because supposedly there isn't time to shower. These messages of solidarity are all over social media and big adverts like these. Overcoming the epidemic requires collective action and personal sacrifice, like not panic buying and staying at home when you're told to. And the Chinese state has tools like these, screens in every public space, as well as controlling social media. And that has meant that the Chinese populace has complied uh, with the requirements to control the virus and not only comply but feel proud about it, at least on the whole. Do what you're told, Big Comparing Brother. Comparing these so. bold actions of the Chinese state against Britain's response, which has been wash your hands, it could make Western democracies look impotent. And that's certainly the narrative that the Chinese media are pushing. But as you've probably thought to yourself watching this video, there are downsides to these policies. I'm not going to talk about them. I'm in China to share. Their ancient philosophy because they will kill you if you talk about things them while about you're China. there. <laughs> and I don't want to risk anyone around me. Uh, but if you want to learn more, I would read Orwell, and I've linked some articles and videos in the description. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we should and shouldn't take from China's experience. In this time of crisis, where I'm worrying about my loved ones like I imagine you are, I hope that we can get through this, and I hope that we remember our values, the values of freedom and mutual respect. Historically and today, these aren't the norm, and so they're precious. Thanks for watching. I will see you when I see you next. Mask back on. Mask back on. Okay. <laughs> Mask back on. All right, dude. All these people yeah. shaving their heads, all these people putting masks on, which don't stop. Look, you can't spread the virus anyway, airborne. I don't care what they say. Prove it. Prove it. I'll go. Look, I got a room here in my house. I will have anybody who is known, who is known to have COVID-19 come and sit in a room with me for hours, a day if you want. I'll guarantee you, you will not pass that to me. It has never been proven that people actually do. It is assumed. And you read the scientific reports, they'll say, it's possible. It may happen. We believe. We assume that it's never been proven Go back and read the things on the Spanish flu. It's never been proven that people pass viruses onto one another. And I remember when we were dealing with CPS with my with one of my boys. I remember going in three different doctors' office, and they were for different things. And each one of them on the cork board says, "If you have a viral infection, go home and rest. Take fluids. Don't you know? Just rest. Let your body do it." They realize that what what's happening is. 
is your body is fighting off an illness or is fighting off toxins and viruses or echosomes, as Dr. Andrew Kaufman calls them. Those things are a response from your body to the toxins in your body. They are not the source of the illness. And so everything they're telling us out of D.C., out of the state governments, out of these these people who've been indoctrinated, and they've been indoctrinated since they were in uh, public school, into their universities, everything they do is based on germ theory. All of you Christians out there who blast evolution, and rightly so, it's a theory. The same thing's true in this medical science thing. It is a theory. It has never been proven that I can go and cough on Lynn, not that I would do that, or sneeze on Lynn, and she's going to get some virus that I have because the viruses are mine. The only way she can get it is if they pull the virus out of me and they inject her with it, which nine times out of ten, you people who go get the flu virus— what are we told about that? Either it's ineffective, which usually means the person who took the vi- who took the vaccine gets the flu. Now, why is that? It's because they injected it into you. It's not because it's it's a source of illness. Well, it is a source of illness in that case. But but this is the this is the problem, and the, it makes so much more sense that God, our Creator, has taken and He has He has worked in us the things that take care of these. things. These toxins, these these bad things that happen in our body, he has created a source to do that. Good morning, Lee. Uh, by the way, Lee has been under the weather with the with the flu as well, and it's good to good, good to see you back. Uh, by the way, let me give it a little plug. Lee Newton Rhodes, he's running for the he's running for the, to be president out of Georgia. Simple man. He's probably more conservative than most conservatives you know, and um, at least the part that I know of him uh, running for Democrat. Uh, and you go, oh, Democrat, just listen to what he has to say. Go to his page and check him out. Good to see you up and moving again, Lee. Uh, Lynn, I'm going to kick it back over to you. Okay. Um, if you would, <clears throat> excuse me, if you would pull up the image that I have from the note, uh, from the local paper where it's got the, the yellow line and it's got the question mark of six feet, I want to talk about that, especially on the heels yep, of up. that um, video that we just played. Um, and here's why. If you listen to the video and you, you heard them say, you know, the, the state is controlling who's going and who's doing what, this was a local um, newspaper. And these officials, what are they doing? They're sitting there telling you, you need to do A, B, C, and D, but here's what we're doing. Here's what we're showing you. We're showing you that we're going to maybe not be six feet apart. Okay, and this is in compliance with uh, Governor Cooper. This is in compliance with the CDC. This is in compliance. Are you getting the message? It's in compliance. All right. Here's how they're going to pass it down to the folks, though. All right. And that's in the next slide, the one uh, that's right after that one. If you'll go to that one. Which which one? Where it says there's not a curfew. Okay. Yep. There's no picture. Yeah, okay. All right. There's not a curfew in in my county, all right? But they are prepared to do that. But listen to the uh, look at this. The officers are likely to stop vehicles that are out in the middle of the night. At 3 or 4 in the morning, 3 or 4 people in a car, they're more than likely going to stop you because you don't have any business being out at that time of night right now. And we're and in the last sentence, we're going to find out where you're going. Yeah. 
what business is it of theirs to do that? What constitutional right are they stepping on to do this in the name of, of safety? You know, this yep. is it's this clearly, is what it's clearly this, Fourth and Fifth Amendment. That's no doubt about that. Right. Well, this is all being done through what's called a local pact, a P-A-C-T, which is police and community together. Sounds nice, right? Under the USMCA agreement, things like this are going to become more the norm than the exception, Tim. And the Department of Justice has uh, a document that I've included for the resources for folks to do um, their own research uh, for melding police and community together because we have to be so cohesive. We have to be so compliant with each other. And this is putting in a police state. Now, if you hate what you're seeing happening, here's your second action item. I want you to go to Citizens for Free Speech. They have a petition right now, and we really need to target our local and state officials as well as our federal ones. Um, because this is destroying our civil liberties. And the petition lays out for you how that's happening and gives examples more of what we've seen um, from the video, more about what we've talked about. So, yeah, we're seeing this uh, happen in real time. So you've got two action items today. One is respond to the Federal Registry opposing um, data mining through higher education, and this other is to sign this petition for citizens of free speech and, um, you know, protect your civil liberties. And I would encourage you further, if you go over to the citizensforfreespeech.org, where that is, you know, volunteer to help get this message out because if we don't, we only have ourselves to blame because, you know, this zero grace that we're seeing is going to continue to grow unless we stand up and say, no, you're not doing this on my watch, not in education, not in my family. You're just not going to do it at all. And then if you will open up that last image that I have where I asked the question, has COVID-19 killed grace? We're going to go over that, and then we can close yeah, the show out. It's up. Okay, you got it? Yep. All right, so here's the question. Has COVID-19 killed Grace? Well, look at everything that's going on, Tim. Look at everything that's going on. I think it has. Our government, our state, and our local officials do not appear to let Grace guide their actions as much as their unconstitutional and legalistic policies, as in I'm going to find out what you're doing out and about at 3 in the morning. Why should you? You haven't before. Why do you do it now? Unless I'm doing something wrong, why should you bother me? All right? They're labeling who's essential and who's not essential. All right? But what's being non-essential might be very essential to your well-being. All right? A lady and I were discussing this uh, yesterday over social media, talking about, you know, certain items of clothing that we need. It's imperative that we have them and we can't get to them because the stores have deemed them non-essential and they're roped off. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, what about the person who's an addict, but maybe they've been clean or sober. They need to stay busy. No, they're being judged by the trip to the store, not the fact that they're trying to, to keep themselves well. The person who's struggling with suicide or self-harm due to all this isolation isn't being called out 
for good reasons about why they might need to, you know, see someone or go garden, they're being judged for going out or buying seeds that are now non-essential. Let's let's hit that. Or let's hit that, that one just with a fussy baby. Yeah, let's who, hit that. You one. know, they're on a car ride. Lynn, let's hit that what? one just a second on the buying seeds. Sure. Because I was getting this yeah. from from Drew last night in our conversation up in Ohio, and how. If you're if you're already allowed in Walmart, that's just I feel stupid saying that you're allowed in Walmart. You go in Walmart to buy stuff, and they won't sell you seeds. Why not? Well, because they're non-essential. Well, I'm already in your store. What difference does it make if if, if growing your own food is not essential? I don't know what is right. essential. This this this. this this bizarre yeah. thinking is beyond me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that, that one no, kind no, of no, 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 and it's fine. It's fine because I don't see why seeds would be considered non-essential. Me okay, neither. you know, me I, I really do. I, I, I just don't understand that because you know we're supposed to grow our own. I mean, it would be it would be so much safer for you in the name of if you look at the logic, it would be safer for you to grow your own food. Yes, it would. You know. Uh, anyway, um, but okay, let's say you're you're a parent, you got a fussy baby, and you know that sometimes going on a car ride. Well, if it happens to be three or four in the morning, you now are going to be judged with you're out on a non-essential trip, and now it could happen. Okay, it could, but it would wind up in you being uh, charged with a misdemeanor, with a fine, simply because you're trying to take care of your family. Pain, suffering, and chaos are handled differently by every single one of us, and the small lens that our government is using totally disregards this. So that is why I'm saying it's killing our grace. It's killing our liberty along with it. Yeah. um, In fact, uh, my friend and I, we were speaking last night. How many of you, when you've went out, I mean, even the video we played, these people are wearing these stupid masks that don't stop anything. They don't stop anything. Okay? They just don't. Uh, Unless somebody's sawing some, you know, piece of wood around or some metal or something like that, they don't stop any of these quote-unquote viruses or, or, or any of these things that you spit out your mouth or whatever the case may be. They don't stop any of that. And yet they're walking around like a bunch of zombies. And I asked him, I said, have you noticed that when you go out to the store, because we went out the other night. And mm-hmm. uh, when you go out to the store, have you noticed the look in some people's eyes? Not all of them, but in some people's eyes. And I said, you know, they show us on television. They put it in movies. They write books and stuff to tell us what they're going to do before they do it. And and he goes, I just know you're going to say zombies. And I said, that's what I think when I look at some people. It's like, it's like they're not there. It, their body's there, but... They have this look on their face like there ain't nobody home. Like they're, and uh, then we're hearing the things that you mentioned earlier. People wanting to pick fights with each other over nothing. Um, it, it's it's it, it's a it's a disintegrating of the of the society. And then we have things that are going on behind the scenes, land things that we've talked actually talked about: public private partnerships, fascism. Mm-hmm. Now we've got the mm-hmm. Treasury Department using Federal Reserve's monopoly money that they print out of thin air to buy up securities, to buy up towns, to buy up businesses, and all of these things. That is straight-out communism. And I remember Khrushchev's mm-hmm. th- uh, statement from decades ago where he says, we're going to uh, take over the United States, and I'm paraphrasing, without firing a shot. How have they done that? I would say they've done it through the education system. The one thing that is very important that we highlight on here that Lynn, uh, you know, 
just really works herself to death to expose for people if they would only act on it. This is this is an issue. Most people say they yawn. They they go, this is not a thing. This is not I don't know what the word is. Uh, some people use sexy. I don't even like that term. But it's not a thing that draws people in. When you talk about education, it's not this thing. People don't think that. You talk about, oh, they're after my guns. Oh, they want to silence my free speech. People, oh, what, what, who's doing that? But you talk about education. They're wanting to indoctrinate my kids. Well, people are already trained to just send their kids off to these little prison systems um, every day anyway for eight, nine hours, ten hours, whatever the case may be. Believe the politicians who lie to them constantly that they say they don't believe. Believe the media about that, that they say they don't believe. And it's like this this is not, for many people, is not on their radar, Lynn. And yet you've been sounding the alarm for, for years over this issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we just cannot keep doing nothing, which is why, you know, I think the two action items we have for today, especially the uh, the petition, is is huge. I think because, so, too. Can I add, can uh, I add one more? Otherwise, we're going to be lemmings. Yeah, let me add one more. There is an article sure. I put out. Uh, you can check it out at sonslibertymedia.com. Must see MIT medical doctor exposes the lies of government and president's doctors concerning coronavirus and viruses in general. Now, this guy is a medical doctor, folks. He graduated from MIT. He is saying the same thing that uh, Nurse Kate said that we had on from the UK. All right. Take this video. It's an interview. It's from uh, High Impact Flicks. Uh, Brian, our friend over there at High Impact Flicks, did this interview with Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Here's what I recommend. I recommend a more, how shall we say this, full frontal facial assault. Whenever you go to the store, have this on your phone. I know many of you have smartphones. They really make us stupid, but they're called smartphones, okay? Have this video Get past the introduction, have this video on, and just play it while you're in the store. This way people hear what's being said. As Ron Paul said so uh, poignantly several years ago, people can't unhear what they hear. Now, all most people are getting is, if they get anything, if they're even paying attention, is whatever the mainstream radio is saying, whatever, you know, Waterboy, GOP, Rush Limbaugh guy, because that's what he is, uh, is saying whatever um, the mainstream narrative is, that's all they're getting. This is why you see the pe- people wearing the mask, acting stupid, you know, going out of their way to be away from you and all of this stuff to dehumanize people. That's what they're doing. Play this guy, like, with, you know, get past the introductions, play anything in there and just let it run while you're in the store so everybody can hear it. And then you know what it's going to do? It's going to cause some people to say, what are you listening to? Maybe they won't even say it to your face. Maybe they want to keep their social distancing. But I'll guarantee you when they get home, they'll start looking up stuff. I'll guarantee you they'll do it. This is a way we can bypass media and go straight to the people. Um, pick up Nurse Kate stuff on, on viruses. Um, if you're not friends with her, just go to her page, Kate Shimarani, and go there and pick up some of the things that she has to say. Go to your stores when you're out buying your stuff because everybody's out doing it, whether you feel threatened or not. Play it on your phone while you're there. Let everybody in the store hear it. Put it on speaker. And I think this is a way we, I mean, I'm for signing the petitions. Don't get me wrong. And we're going to have that up so that you can do that. 
But go deal with the people. It's the same way that you take the gospel to other people. You don't sit there and just put it online. You do that. That's fine to do. But you take it to them. This is a way you can take it to them. I'm telling you, people will hear it. <laughs> Their curiosity will get the best of them. Who's this person? Who's doing this? And they're, it's just going to eat at them that they have to know, am I being lied to? What's, what else? What other information is there? I mean that's that's my right, thought. and that would be a good local that would be a good local action to go, to go hand in hand with, um, you know, getting the news to the people about your civil liberties being trounced on, which we're seeing left and right. I totally agree, and and the only way to fight back against that is not to let somebody else fight for you. I'm for signing the petitions. Right. I am. I'm, I'm not discounting that. In fact, we're going to have that up. Oh, yeah. Hand, because you put that. I think we fight on a, on a number of fronts from a different angles because that's what our enemy does to sure. us. But this oh, is yeah, a way. Absolutely. And, and don't think yeah. that, you know, uh, Bill Gates is not done. We know that. You know, sure. he's going to come up with something else. I, I've got more information, and I'm going to write it up in an article, um, and it'll tie uh, all this to those uh, sustainable development goals. So, you know, again, tie it back to science. Yeah, and then the other part is now this is in the this is in the physical world that we're talking about, playing the videos, signing the petitions. Um, you know, I've had several calls into Governor McMaster's Brian Sims, he's his media person. This guy has still not responded to me. He's responded to me before, but I'm calling him out and I'm saying your gov- our governor needs to give constitutional South Carolina and United States uh ver- um uh, authority where he's shutting down non-essential um, businesses. And I have a feeling he's going to go a little bit further because everybody else has gone a little bit further. And I want to know it because mm-hmm. I'm going to call him out. And if we have to go down the state house and bullhorn him, that's what we're going to do. But there's also the spiritual aspect too. And uh, this right. is something again, um, nurse Kate from the UK has picked up on every, do you know that every, this is a woman who's only been a Christian about a year. Bold as a lion. She has started at nine o'clock English time to have the Lord's prayer with people. Now, some of you go, well, that's kind of simple. It's simplistic, isn't it? Well, yeah, a lot of people don't know how to pray. I've run across people who don't know how to pray. And I said, neither did Jesus disciples. They didn't know how to do that either, but he had to teach them and he gave them a model prayer. It's not the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer, you go to John 17, you'll see the Lord's prayer, but he gave them a model prayer. Praise God, honor him, hallow his name, Ask for forgiveness of your sins, just like you're forgiving others of their sins against you. Ask God to provide for your daily bread. Um, ask that his kingdom, that his will be done on earth, just like it is in heaven. Yes, that can be done, folks. I know some of you people are doom and gloom, but it can be done. Every night, 9 o'clock English time, if you don't, if you can't be a friend of hers, go over to her page and follow her. She's on there. She leads in that. And I'm, I'm telling you, I think there's something in that, in the power of prayer, the people of God coming together, and she's even teaching people who aren't the people of God what God has said, and I appreciate that very much. Lynn, thank you so much. If you want to support Lynn, go to CommonCoreDiva.com. She's got a support there. If you'd like to support the Sons of Liberty Media, please do that. Go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Hit us there. 23 hours. We're going to be back to talk about Event 202, the response to Bill Gates tomorrow. See ya.